This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Right, good morning, everyone. Really wonderful to be with you this morning and uh, just a wonderful, wonderful celebration in our worship. How many of you feel that you've already had a bit of a breakthrough in some area this morning? What I'm praying for this morning, (laughs) is that there will still be wonderful breakthrough at many levels. That if you've come expectant this morning, you'll walk out of that door knowing that you've met with the living God and that your life is changed. Because we are being changed from one degree of glory to the next. So we're in this wonderful series of sit, walk, and stand in our study of Ephesians. So you're sitting now, won't you just, now is this the moment when we say Satan get behind me or we just stand for a minute and let's just have a little walk and then let's just stand and look forward to our authority in Christ free in worship, alive to God, and that's the walk of faith. You may be seated. And today today in our series, we're going to continue from last week about, um, about, about sitting, about our posture in the Christian life. Obviously, it goes without saying that you can't, you can't walk until you sat. Am I right? Because the baby wobbles just sitting, but there comes that moment when it's crawling and it just wants to walk. So it's sitting, walking, and standing. If we can get the sitting part of our faith in place, we will be so much more victorious and fruitful in our lives. So, the first posture is seated with Christ. I'm going to speak about three things, three S's. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. We are secure in our sonship with Him. And we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. So, I love, thank you, I love the fact that God created the universe. He created every living being. He created man in his image. And what did he do? He sat down. And what did he say? It is good. When he looks at us, he says, They are good. It's my creation. It's my love. And so in Hebrews it says, For here some were spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And God set something in motion about our posture that sitting is a picture. Or satisfaction. 
of rest. And we want to be people who operate out of that position, out of a place of rest, not striving and performing, but finding our rest in God. In the same, in the same way, when Jesus had finished his work, dying on the cross, remember he said, it is finished. Not I am finished, it is finished. The, the, the mission I came for, it's done, I've accomplished it. And so it says that when, when Jesus had finished his work, what did he do? He sat down at the right hand of the Father. And that's where he is right now. This is what the writer to the Hebrews says. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Friends, this is our position in Christ. And we're going to see as I, as I go through this. We have entered into a place of rest. It says in Hebrews 4.10, For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. You know, there's nothing more powerful than seeing a Christian who's at rest. They're at peace. They know who they are. They know they're a, they are a child of God. They know that they are cherished by Father. And I'm going to be sharing in this first chapter of, of, of Ephesians, and it's what we call an apostolic prayer. There are many of those prayers in the New Testament. When the apostles pray, would you agree that if that is inspired Scripture, that when you pray that, you are praying the will of God 100% undiluted, without error? You agree? So this is one of Paul's powerful apostolic prayers in, in, in Ephesians 1, 17. And he says this, he says, he says, I'm praying for you guys. And I'm telling you now what I'm praying for. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. And, and we're going to go through this. And I, I'm praying that it impacts you greatly this morning. Verse 18, he says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. And if you think that's a big word, the Amplified says, your eyes of your heart flooded with light. That's pretty clear, right? He says, that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that you, you will catch such a wake up, the scales that we spoke of there, the scales will fall as they did of Paul. And there will be revelation. There will be understanding. Friends, let me tell you this. You cannot live the Christian life without revelation. And that's what Paul says. He says, listen, guys, I'm praying for you that you'll have a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that your eyes of your heart will be enlightened, flooded with light. Listen, that you may know the hope of your calling. What is he talking about? He's talking about being so absolutely sure of God, so sure of your salvation, so rested in, uh, in God because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And verse 19 says this, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Paul uses three powerful words there. He says, I want you to understand something of the greatness of his power. That's the Greek word dunamis. And you know exactly what comes from that. Dynamite, dynamo, power. It's the same word used when Jesus performs a miracle. Paul is saying, the same work that was in Jesus Christ, raising the dead, healing the sick, that same power has raised you. He says, according to the working of his great might. The word working in Greek is energia. And again, I don't need to tell you what that means, eh? It means the life and energy and vitality of God. You look at Jesus and you see him operating and working with the energy of God. That energy has raised you and I to new life. He says, working of his great might. The word there is kratos. Kratos, and it means God's strength. It's God's strength. It's his power. It's his might, and it's his energy. It's his working. Paul says, I want you guys, I'm praying that you would catch in the spirit who you are in Christ what he's done for you, and what your position is in him. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible says is at work in us, in our mortal flesh. Then, then Paul goes on in, in chapter 2. And I want to quickly give you a little bit, bit of background because this is who he's speaking to. And of course, it's all of us, we're at this point at some point. He says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Yes? He said, you were following the prince of the air. That's a very polite term of saying the devil. You were sons of disobedience. Yes? Absolutely. Living in the passions of your flesh. Absolutely. And listen to this. He says, you were by nature objects of God's wrath. That's who we are without Christ. But listen to this. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. And then to St. Hockey's he says, by grace you've been saved through faith. It's like just a little insert there, because he's not finished. He says, you have been saved, grace, right? And raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in heavenly places. Jesus is at the right hand of God. Friends in the spirit, please understand the miracle of what the new birth is about. 
I'm seated with Him in heavenly places. Not because I deserve it. Because I've been clothed in His righteousness. That's what Paul's praying for. He says, I'm praying that your eyes will be open, guys. That you will get a revelation of who you are in God. Of the miraculous power that has saved you, redeemed you, and lifted you into heavenly places, into the very company of God the Father. Friends, I want to say to you, religion cannot do this for you. Being a good person cannot do this for you. Going to church, reading your Bible, praying will not do it for you, as good as that is. Friends, it is about the inner working of the Holy Spirit that collides with our dead spirit, raises us, makes us alive in Christ. That is miraculous power. Because if it was up to us, we would still be stone dead and die an eternal death. Friends, I want you to ask God to help you understand this this morning. We have been made alive together with Christ. Friends, that's the miracle of the new birth. Baptism, we saw it this morning. As we get raised up, we are raised just like Christ was. The same power that raised Jesus raises us, and we are new creations in Christ. The old has passed away and the new has come. And we're seated with him in heavenly places. Secondly, the surety of sonship, the security of sonship. And Gareth dealt with this last week, but I'm just touching on it and hopefully be able to just flesh this out a bit. Ephesians 1.5, he says, He has predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ, according to the purpose of His will. That has always been the desire of the Father, is to restore our sonship and our daughtership. And in case I forget, I don't have time to do a teaching on that, but I can show you what the sonship means for the ladies. It, it becomes a generic term that includes the children of God. You understand that, ladies? You are totally included in this, right? Ladies can have sonship, but there's a, that's for another day. When you get a revelation that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God, it gives you confidence. You know, it's like a little guy walking around in his father's big factory. I said, well, what are you doing here? Who are you? My dad owns this factory. I'm a son. I'm a favorite son in the house. When you understand sonship, performance falls away. How, how do we know that we are sons and daughters? Three things. By the absolute perfect testimony of God's word. You believe God's word, then believe in every single scripture that tells you and me. We are sons and daughters of God. But then there's a second one. And that is the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Friends, there are a couple of law people around you. In a murder case, in a murder trial, 
What is the one thing they desperately need? They need one reliable witness. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> so far. Jill and I watch a lot of crime movies. And man, all the prosecutor wants is one reliable witness who can stand in the dock and testify, I saw him with the knife. Yes? Now listen. We have the Holy Spirit of God bearing testimony in the courts of heaven. You are innocent. You have been recreated. You are a new creature in Christ. You are no longer a slave, but a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Then just as a bonus, there's another witness that we don't always think of. There's the witness of God in our life, of our changing lives. As I walk with God, as I see my character being changed into something more like God, when I, when I see God's faithfulness in leading me in my life, Him breaking into my world, his faithfulness, His love, that's a witness that gives me assurance that I'm God's son. Romans 8, 15 says this, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now listen to me. Here's a very interesting little thing. The Jewish people would never say Abba Father because He is Almighty God. And they had the utmost respect for Almighty God, Jehovah Yahweh. You with me? But now through the Spirit, the Spirit gives us such liberty because something dramatic has happened in Jesus, the Spirit now gives me liberty to say, Abba, Father. To, to say that simplest thing as a child, the very first word, even if it's not even properly formed yet, Dada or Mama or whatever, but the first word is Dada. Abba, intimacy. Abba, Father. That's what the Holy Spirit helps us to experience and how to, how to respond. Here's, here's the testimony of the Spirit. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Remember? Made alive together in Him. We are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. I'm a fellow heir. I'm inheriting what Jesus inherited. I'm inheriting the victory, the joy, the love. I'm a fellow heir with Jesus. Friends, that's where God wants us to get to in our walk of faith. That's why this posture of sitting in a place of rest, 
is so critical. And that's why the devil keeps wanting to knock us off the chair. That's why he wants us to get into performance, to become religious, to become arrogant, to become legalistic. Now, Paul says, that's all gone. It's, it's, it's by the Spirit. Your sons and daughters, don't act like you're third-rate cousins. Your sons and daughters in the house. It doesn't mean we treat God like he's our main chummy. But what it does mean is the intimacy that we see with Jesus and his Father, that closeness that Jesus experienced with his Father, we are heirs of that. Of this wonderful, living, personal, close, intimate relationship where we can say, Abba, Father, the Spirit helping us say it. So how does this posture come about? I believe that's what Paul was saying in the earlier prayer. That we need a revelation of what God has done in Christ, what He's done for us. We need a revelation that we are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters. We need a revelation that we've been made alive together with Christ. That's why Paul says, if any man is in Christ, what an incredible thing. Every religion I know, not one of them become in an intimate relationship with God. But we have this intimate relationship with God. And Paul says, that's what I'm praying for, that you'll have a revelation of what God has done in Christ for you. And of course, we need to keep reminding ourselves who we are in God, our posture, to be at a place of rest, not I must, I must, I must, I must do better, I must pray more. Blah, blah. No, get your, your posture right in God's presence, in a place of rest, and that's the victory. So it's by revelation, it's by God's word, and it's allowing the Holy Spirit the liberty to work in us. Friends, we need to be in a place where daily we are surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said the Holy Spirit will take of what is mine and give it to you. If you want more of God, surrender to the Holy Spirit. Sit down. Listen to a podcast. John Eldridge says, take five minutes a day. Five minutes. And only bless Jesus. No, oh Lord, I want you this. I want, I want that. Please, uh, no, no, no. No intercession. No petition. Five minutes. Oh, Jesus, I love you. You are so wonderful, Lord. I actually went and took a hold of the Psalms to give little triggers for me. You're the bright morning star. You're the lily of the valley. Your name is sweeter than honey. Can you see? I dare you to try. Put the timer on. You say, oh, that's very mechanical. No, put the timer on and catch a wake up. You know, someone says, I pray a lot. I pray, I pray, I pray every day. I pray a lot. Now, we're not in performance, but we are in reality. Okay, so how much do you pray? An hour? Sure, no, no, not, not an hour. 45 minutes? No, no, not 45 minutes. Half an hour? No, no, no. Not 20 minutes? No. <laughs> because we think sitting in the presence of God 
Sure. I've been here for hours. Because <laughs> the world's running around us. Actually, I've only been here for five minutes. Friends, five minutes will change your life. It'll help you understand your position in God. Mm. Finally, this is just totally wonderful. When you come to Christ, when you are born again, born of the Spirit, you come alive together with Christ, the Holy Spirit does another amazing work. He seals, He seals our salvation. Ephesians 1, verse 13. In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, sons and daughters, until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. Friends, you and I are living every day. We're sitting, we're walking, we're standing in this journey of faith, knowing that we are headed for eternity, that we are going to inherit a new heaven and a new earth, and Paul says the Holy Spirit seals your salvation and keeps you till the day of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? He's the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And it is God who establishes you with Christ. Can you see again, with Christ? Alive together in Him. Now he says, you've been established um, with, uh, establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, he's empowered us, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. I don't know if that quote's going to come up from John Piper. Um, I'm not going to read the full quote. But John Piper says this, God sends the Holy Spirit as a preserving seal to lock in our faith. You know, when, when I grew up, my granny used to make lovely apricot jam. And then she would melt candle wax in the top. I don't know if they still do that. She'd melt candle wax in the top and put the lid on. Perfectly sealed. Go and pick that bottle up five months from now. Perfectly sealed. Perfectly preserved. Friends, you don't have to worry about losing your salvation. If you're living in the Holy Spirit, day by day, God seal, God has sealed that. Isn't that wonderful? I don't go to bed at night feeling, oh, geez, I hope I didn't blow my salvation today. You know, when you're blown a bit, you think, I have I lost my salvation. No. It's preserved. It's sealed. He says. The Spirit as a, as a preserving seal to lock in our faith. As an authenticating seal to validate our sonship. And as a protecting seal to keep destructive forces. The point is that God wants us to feel secure and safe in His love and power. Friends, when you are living in the Spirit, and we're going to be talking later about walking in the Spirit. When you are living in the Spirit, when you are in fellowship with Jesus, in a vital relationship, 
you have God's validation upon you. Not because you're great, because you're wonderful, that you're a goody-two-shoes. No, because Jesus has clothed you in His righteousness. It's all about Him. But your salvation is sealed, and you are approved. That is exactly why I can sit next to Jesus. Not because I'm holy. God knows I'm not, I'm not very holy. You know, if the devil was around to chirp me and say, who gives you the right to sit here? So I'm with Jesus. Seriously. Seriously, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Your salvation is sealed, and you have God's stamp of approval on you as a child of God. And when you embrace that, you start living more liberated and more free. You don't always need someone to shunda shunda over you and pray and cancel and go bananas. Just surrender to who you are in Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to do His work in you to help you understand that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. When Jesus was baptized, what happened? The Spirit came down, the, the gospel writer says, like a dove, not a dove, like a dove. They could see the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit resting upon Jesus. And then what happened? There was a voice. What did the voice say? This is my beloved Son, on whom my favor rests. Friends, you can never, never get enough favor. You cannot, excuse the expression, but you cannot slip God for more favor. And you think, I'm not saying. No, actually, we do do it. Because you say, Lord, did you see what I did there? <laughs> am, I, am I right? You can't slip God. I'm sorry to put it so basic, but it's only high-ranking high vocabulary that comes to me right now. You can't suck up to God to get more favor. Why? Because He's visited the fullness of His favor in love upon you through Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, and His stamp of approval is on you. You are the righteousness of God. You are a son and a daughter of God. I think I must preach some more without teeth, by the way. <laughs> I'm just lucky I've got a low smile line because my dentist is sitting there and I've got like seven teeth missing here, boy. I said to someone recently, I've got a puncture in my face. <laughs> you know, when I was a youngster, I used to love watching war movies. I still like it. But in those days, there were a lot of war movies with submarines. And I used to love it when the captain said, dive, dive, dive. And they close the hatch, and they dive. And it's sealed. And there's like a million liters of water above them, around them, under them. And they just go sailing through the water. Isn't it a wonderful picture? Friends, you and I have been sealed to live a godly life of victory in this chaotic, evil world. 
you've been sealed. It's like God has put our salvation in glad wrap. I mean, isn't glad wrap a wonderful thing? And it's sealed. Our salvation has been sealed. I don't, I don't need to walk around petrified. Oh, am I going to lose my salvation? Am I going to go to heaven? No, no, friends. The Holy Spirit witnesses with you and me. You are a son. You are a daughter. I love you. I'm nuts about you. Yes, you've got a few things to sort out, but I, I totally love you. When you and I get a revelation that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, that nothing can pluck us out of the Father's hand, that's the stuff that helps us endure the challenges of life. And so, friends, as I come to a close, everything that we do as Christians comes out of knowing our position in Christ. If we don't get this part right, we are not going to walk properly, let alone stand. You know, sometimes we want to take on the enemy and Sunday, Sunday, and we're going to take him on and go to war. Friends, let me tell you something. If you are not seated in Christ as a son who has the assurance of your salvation, the devil's going to laugh at you. And we'll get to that in the coming weeks. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are secure in Him because Christ has made us sons and daughters. And we have God's seal of protection upon our lives and His seal of approval. So friends, I feel God's spoken to us in many ways this morning. I'm sure He's spoken some things to you. Some of you already had a breakthrough, and maybe some of you are still going to have a breakthrough. Perhaps you are unsure of your sonship. God wants to break that thing. He wants to flood you with His Spirit, and He wants to bring you into a place of assurance. Friends, show me anyone who's got assurance of their, their relationship with Christ. I'll show you someone who's got spiritual authority, spiritual power, and spiritual effectiveness. Today, God wants to draw you into a place where you can be assured of that salvation and where you can constantly live out of that place seated with Christ in heavenly places. Maybe you're far away from God this morning and this meeting has just been for you today. Maybe there's a longing in your heart. I just want to come back in. I, I want to pick myself up. I'm battle-scarred. I've been in some wars. But today, Lord, I'm setting my faith back on you and I'm going to walk by faith with you. Maybe you're here this morning, and as I've spoken, you, you realize I'm a kind of a Christian, but not quite the one you're speaking about this morning, one with victory and authority and assurance of salvation. I want to pray for you this morning, and, and we're going to pray for other people this morning, because I really believe that God wants to tie this meeting up with the time of ministry. And uh, it's not that too late, eh, for is there anybody here this morning, you, you're far from God, you, you, you're not, Christ isn't the center of your life. And today, you say, I want to accept Christ into my life today. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.